Welcome to level 35 of the Sandbox Gamers podcast, or should I say Sandbox Gamers After Dark? Question mark, a podcast where three vidgets meet weekly to talk about life, love, and the pursuit of vidya. Thanks so much for joining us. I am your co-host with the most, Wonder Rob, coming at you live. Well, semi-live from Southern California, and on the line with me are two of my best Arizona friends in the metaverse, the hawk guy of our podcast, Vector. You and me, Jeff. You and me. And the Adam Smasher, the always upset Jeff W. I don't have a line for this bullshit movie. (laughs) (laughs) And I am the hierarchy of power in the DC universe. I'm about to change. (laughs) Wonder Rob. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, For loyal fans, all 10 of you out there, uh, we've got an announcement. So if you've been paying attention to the podcast feed, you know, we've been coming at you with the Sandbox Gamers, where we talk all the latest video games and video game news. And then we're coming at you in the same feed with the Sandbox Gamers After Dark, where we're talking about whatever we want to talk about, whether it's if you sit down to pee or Clerks 3 or Weird Al or anything, Game of Thrones. What we're doing is we're taking the two ideas and we're smushing them together. We are primarily a video game podcast. That's why it says Sandbox Gamers in the title. But we're... We're just doing Sandbox Gamers with a little more After Dark included. Instead of doing two separate small podcasts, we're going to lump it into one big one. So, for example, this week we're going to talk about the big game that we played. We're going to talk Gotham Knights. We have a lot to say about that. No major video game news this week, so we're going to skip the video game news portion. And then we're going to dive right in to talking about Black Adam. Uh, Apparently, according to the show notes, we have a spooky ghost story update and then we have uh maybe you're, we have a topic on here that maybe or maybe not we'll get to but it involves cake and i'll just leave it at that <laughs> but if we don't talk about it today <laughs> we'll talk about it next week but uh thank you for joining us if you haven't already subscribed hit that subscribe button and while you're at it leave us a five star review on apple Podcasts, spotify or wherever it is you get your podcast. We greatly appreciate it. Now, everybody knows that Jeff W. is always DTF. That stands for Down to Talk, the fun news. So we're going to get right into it. Gotham Knights came out this week. The much-anticipated sequel, or semi-sequel, I guess, uh, to the Arkham series. Even though it's not, it it is, but it isn't. Uh, made by Warner Brothers Montreal, who worked on Arkham Origins. They're taking the helms of this Gotham Knights game where you are taking control of the Bat family. You got your your Dick Grayson. You got your Batwoman, girl, whatever. <laughs> uh, Red Hood. And who am I forgetting? Nightwing? Nightwing. Oh, no, Nightwing. you said Dick Grayson. Uh, yeah, Vector's um, man. Tim Drake. Oh, you're forgetting Robin. That's who. Tim Drake. Robin. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> So you're taking over the Bat family. Spoilers. Well, sort of spoilers, I guess. It's in the trailer. Batman's dead. And you're taking over the Bat family. But anyway, this was a game that was announced uh, maybe two years ago or so. It's been a little bit of time since it's been announced. And it's definitely been on our radars. We've been excited for this. And then 
anybody who's anybody knows that the news coming out about this game, well, let's just say it has not been favorable. But that, <laughs> none of that matters because the uh, the definitive opinions of the game have not been brought in. Uh, and by definitive opinions, I mean our opinions. So you're about to find out for reals if this is a good game or a bad game or not. So I've got about seven hours under my belt. Uh, Vector has five, I think. And Jeff W is reigning supreme at 10. Right. Yes. Now, if that's correct. Yes. Perfect. So mine's the most authoritative. Okay. <laughs> so let's start. Let's start with Jeff W. So Jeff, first, tell us what you tell us your history of the Arkham games. I think that's a good place to start because it's safe to say we all love these games. All the yeah. Arkham games are, are pretty good. Uh, to varying degrees of goodness, of course. But let's just get Jeff W's real fast opinion on the Arkham games, and then we'll move on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I've played every one of the game, every one of the Arkham games, except for like uh, I don't think they played like Blackgate. That like uh, was that a 3DS game, maybe? Yeah, and or... it was on the Switch, and mm-hmm. like there's been a ton of platforms yeah. it's been on. And I did do that like VR thing uh, that's kind of like a demo or whatever. I think I watched a walkthrough, but I also did not play that. Um, But uh, every other game, Arkham City in particular, I think, um, man, I need to look at my Xbox achievements. I want to say I 100% at that game or got really close. Uh, I've played, I have 15 hours on Steam in Arkham City, and that's my least played uh, version of that game. So, uh, and I've beat it there too. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'd say I love this franchise. I'd say, you know, that it was at the time uh, super influential. I mean, how many games copied it, you know, right afterwards, right? How many people copied that, uh, that, got, or that Arkham like style of fighting in the counter, you know? Um, so I'd say just general history, uh, huge fan of the games, uh, in particular City. Uh, I've played a ton of hours. It's almost uh, it's kind of like a mindless game for me. Like I just know where to go, what to do for all the missions and all that stuff. So it's kind of like it's just it almost would be like something I would play while talking to you guys. You know, just like I could focus on a conversation and just kind of mindlessly play it in the background. Like the gameplay is repetitive <laughs> and like fun enough, right? Sure. All right, so- all right, all right. Now. um, which game out of the series would you say is the worst? The Arkham, just it, or your least favorite? Let's just say. say am I playing it right now? Uh, no, 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 this doesn't uh, count. <laughs> uh, Origins, Origins, probably because Origins is like Origins is actually pretty good, uh, but the bugs, which is hilarious uh, and plays into this current game, the bugs in Origins were a major problem, and I just felt like it didn't have you know, Rocksteady's care. Uh, I would almost say Arkham Knight would be that for me just because of, uh, like, overall. But Origins had too many problems. Even though Arkham Knight did have theirs as well, uh, I would still I would still say Rocksteady put in a little more care into Arkham Knight uh, overall. All right, all right. What about I you, Vactor? What do you think of these Arkham games? Arkham 1 and 2 are two of my all-time favorites. And actually, on my YouTube channel, you can watch me and my wife play through them. Uh, She watches while I play, and then I answer her comic book questions. 
Uh, we still have actually not gotten to Arkham Knight yet, the third one, just because we had a baby and then all the time evaporated after that. But I love Arkham 1 and 2. I like Arkham 3. And then I've I've also played all of them. I've, I actually beat the VR game and I played the Black Gate and Origins. But those ones, I, I just couldn't get through them. I just wasn't having enough fun. But I do own all of them. Um, so the Arkham series started out really good, but I think has leveled off and now is, is kind of down. So hopefully at some point, Rock City can come back and, and rise from the ashes. But I think as a series overall, it had its peak. Um, and now it's kind of in the in the in the narrows. It's in the poo poo gutter right now for you. Uh, for me, Arkham City was was the best. I've I remember vividly beating that game and then immediately having to turn around and start the game over a new game plus, like feeling that urge yeah. to just start over mm-hmm. and doing and it again. That says that. something because you um, are a, a not the biggest DC fan. So for you to play a Batman game and then want to play it right again? Yes, I'm not anti-DC, despite the jokes I may make. (laughs) Uh, I I enjoy Bat content just as much as anybody else. Uh, But I think even more volume to that statement is I very rarely replay a game after I finished it. Uh, Mm -hmm. Because a lot of times the... The sense of wonder, the sense of exploration, the sense of figuring it out is gone. And going back in, I'm like, well, I already know what to do. I already know how to experience this. It's not as exciting. The thrill isn't really there anymore. But it, not with the Arkham game, man, because there was just so much. Or excuse me, Arkham City, because there was so much to it that I could very easily go into New Game Plus and keep playing it. I enjoyed all of the games to varying levels. Uh Arkham Knight is probably my least favorite out of the original trilogy, but Arkham Origins was, that was the only one I didn't beat. I stopped playing Arkham Origins. I don't really remember why. It just wasn't holding my interest, but I'm actually sort of tempted. After playing Gotham Knights, I'm sort of tempted to go back and try Arkham Mm -hmm. Origins because I remember thinking it was not good, and I'm curious if after playing Gotham Knights, if I would still think... Arkham yeah. Origins is not good. Um, but we all love these series or this series. So obviously we were all very excited to play this game. Now we haven't had a chance to try any of the co-op stuff yet. So that might sway s- some of our opinions on this game. But we're just strictly talking about the single player experience in the first you guys, chunk of you, it. Do you guys have anybody join your game? I had a guy join my game somehow and then leave within like two seconds. Oh, really? No. Yeah. I, I don't that know has that not happened. happened to me. I would assume you have to turn that feature on. And that's so, yeah, something. I, yeah. Know. So I've never even touched it. Um, sure. So for this game, as I play it, and again, I'm I'm about, what is it? Seven hours into it right now. I keep thinking to myself, would I think this is a good game if the Arkham games didn't exist? If those games right. never came out and this was the first one they put out in this style, I feel like I would maybe enjoy it more. 
but it's right. hard to go it's hard to play this game and not compare it to an Arkham game. Yes. It's with the the combat, the traversal, the city, everything. Mm-hmm. It's and while I think it I don't think it's a bad game. I'm going to just put that out there. I don't think it's it's like bottom of the barrel. What what are they even doing? But there are certain things they do that really make me question <laughs> like what they were trying to accomplish. And yeah. and I'm running into a lot of bugs and junk like that. But so my biggest complaints and I'll try to keep it brief so you guys can chime in. My my biggest complaint with this is not being able to glide around in the city yeah. immediately. Note, so, note six on my list of things I put in here was where are the capes? Give me a cape. I want my cape. Yeah. So it's that's like the very first thing I tried to do <laughs> when I was I picked Batgirl. I was like, all right, I'm going to glide around the city as Batgirl. This is going to be fun. Yep. And of course, you can't do it. And there's no real explanation as to why, at least at the top of the game. And eventually you'll get into a scenario where, all right, we're at the, we're at the, the clock tower I've got my uh, tutorial section and I've got my, my mission section is, and you look into it a little deeper and it turns out, okay, you've got to complete so many crimes. You've got to interrogate so many people and you've got to beat so many mini bosses just to unlock this feature. And when it really feels like I was having this conversation with Vector and um, the, his co-host of technological Shaf, it's like if they made a Spider-Man game, but they didn't have swinging in it and you had to unlock the swinging. Like that's what it feels like to me, especially because that was the biggest how how you would traverse the map in every Arkham game. That's how you would do it. And so eventually I unlocked it. But even still, I'm not super thrilled about it because I I've been maining Nightwing and you don't get to glide. (laughs) That's limited to one character, too. Holy shit. You it's get, only one character? Well, I've only been playing with Nightwing because I just decided to switch to Nightwing. Yeah. And when you unlock the gliding ability, you don't get to glide with a cape Batman style. You get like a little, like like the Green Goblin's glider. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you're okay, hanging so from they it. They had that's that what, in Arkham in too, the Arkham games. But you don't, they, get, yeah. you don't get that to fly though. That's just fast travel, right? No, you can fly with it. Okay, but so you do eventually get that to fly yeah. with, not just when I, the fast travel. Yeah, so I okay. unlocked the the gliding quote unquote mm. ability, but I don't get to glide the way I was expecting to glide, mm-hmm. like in, yeah. in the Arkham games. I instead jump off a building, and <laughs> this glider pops out, and I immediately crash into the ground. I'm like, <laughs> what? What is even happening? Because what they don't tell you is that the controls for this are inverted. So I'm pushing uh, down, thinking I'm gonna go straight forward, like I'm moving my guy forward. But no, he just dives straight down. So you got to pull back on the stick to glide up, and you can pretty much just fly around the map that way. There's mm-hmm. not any sort of real um, length of time that I've noticed how long you can or cannot glide for. But it still wasn't what I was expecting. Um, so I might go back and try to unlock it with Batgirl because what I want to do is glide. I just want it to feel like Arkham. Yeah. Uh so that's that was my biggest disappointment. Um 
I've got a lot to say, but I don't want to. I don't want to spoil it all at the top. So I'll let me, uh, okay. Jeff, you go. I'll yeah. chime in. So, and I think I think there is a. So you unlocked it pretty early because I have not unlocked any. Glo- I've only unlocked the fast travel. Like well, I, I went this to is each. All I've been doing. Unlocked it. Okay. I only just finished the first major mission, which is the or oh. getting to uh, okay. Talia Al Ghul, and then getting to Harley Quinn. Okay, like what I've, I've been done sp- freeze. I've done a bunch of stuff. Okay, yeah. okay. I, I haven't see. gotten to that. So my next major mission is to go to the Iceberg Lounge. Yes, and there's Indeed. there's um somebody else too. Somebody else to meet. I yeah. forget who I can meet, but he's get, starting to give me options now. But what I've been doing group. is okay. You've got all these premeditated crimes. You've got to scope out the the crimes that are just happening in the city. Mm-hmm. And you just sort of have to suss your way around all these these things. And even to get to the Harley Quinn missions and the Taj Al Ghul missions, you have to suss around these these crimes that are just happen happen to be happening in the city and just hope that there's somebody to interrogate. Yeah. But they don't tell you this in the game. They don't tell you what you need to do to start progressing the story. You've got to go through submenu through submenu through challenges to start figuring out what where am I supposed to be going? And I think right. that was part of the problem why I didn't progress as fast either. Yeah. Because I just kept going around the city trying to find, okay, mm-hmm. here's a thing, here's a thing, here's a thing. Which one of these is going to be a story mission? Yeah. And none of them were. Yeah. Until I finally went back and started looking through the menus and like, how am I supposed to move forward? Yeah. And then Jeff you said Harley Quinn suit. was in this. Yeah. You got to <laughs> upgrade every suit. You got to do all that. So I agree with everything Rob said. I do think fundamentally there's like a good game here and i'm i'm just gonna keep playing it to see it out and i think vector's probably in the same boat whenever he talks like i just want to see the story so that is like driving me to do everything else because i just want to experience and i am we all it's been spoiled in the trailer there is a section with the court of owls and there are talon uniforms if you look through the menus I want to get to at the bare minimum of that stuff because I want to see what they're doing. And you can see hints of it throughout the map with the owls and stuff like hanging from the ceiling and like different papers on the tables and stuff. Um, so they're, they're hinting towards it, you know, still in my game, I'm t- almost t- I'm 10 hours in basically. And I still have not hit where anywhere near what that is yet. So I don't know what storyline is going to take me there, but um, so I, I will say everything I'm about to say, I do think fundamentally there's a core game, but I do have a lot of complaints uh, about this. And speaking of traveling and that's, I'm going to put it under an umbrella of travel and movement in this game is so infuriating to me and clunky. I just remember like starting the game and I'm expecting to be like given my glider pretty early on. Because I'm used to doing the move where you you jump off a building as Batman, you dive down, and then you can mm-hmm. come back up. You use the momentum, and you can like fly around the city. Like there, there is no point in fast travel, you know, in in the other Arkham games. Like there is there is some, but there's not a lot because you can get to one end so quick, and there's little things to do here and there that it's like I'll just I'll just go. It's similar to Spider Man, right? Like that is like a great open world like city-based game right uh spider-man and Ar- the arkham games like hey i don't need a fast travel i just want to fly around here like it's fun just maneuvering exactly because you know I mean? it's fun yeah it's like hey I, I have fun doing this let me get here and, and, and this game is the opposite 
it actually pisses me off the whole time because like without a glider you're you're stuck to this like batarang like slingshot to a corner of every building and then the controls are so clunky that oftentimes i'm like not going where i want to go i think that was like the perfect thing about the arkham games is and and also the spider-man games is like whatever i wanted to happen it was natural and the game kind of knew what i wanted to do and or, or it felt like that so like my reaction like like if i go to a corner there's like so many times in this game where i'm looking at something with the camera but my character won't engage it i have to like physically get the character to face the object and it's like just clunky like even doing like the stealth stuff is really hard i feel like in this game compared to others because there, there's so many points where like um I don't know if you guys unlocked those. Uh, Vector might not have got to it yet. Uh, Rob, I'm, you might have because you've done a lot of stuff in the game. But um, it's like the missions where they have the uh, the bombs like strap yeah. people and you got to like mm-hmm. stealthily go around. And it's like every one of those I do, I'm screaming at this at the screen because like there's a point where like <laughs> there's two guys around me and I need to like sneakily do this bomb just real quick. Right characters like doing this motion you know all around them like they're just kind of like hopping around and i can't get to the the point where i can hold a right uh and it is for a game and another thing for my notes there's a whole set of missions in this game based on movement right so there's those those batman cash that you pick up and you have to like you go basically from point A and then it has these little dots over various like buildings and water towers and you got to run to the dots and then get to the end of it and then you unlock uh, a piece of like a puzzle or something like that, right? Like just a a part of the mission. And uh, to have that in this game is so infuriating because even the most basic level ones you get early on feel like shit because you just can't get to where you want to go sometimes and they give you like 10 seconds to get to stuff you know and it's like that's how that's how you get like that's how you get me frustrated with a game is you give me like the worst aspect of your game and then you build a mission around it (laughs) and then i (laughs) continually do it to like earn knighthood and all that bullshit you know um so i'm really struggling uh with that is like all these notes that i've written in here are oftentimes me running into something and then I'm like stuck in a corner and then I'm like, you know what? Fuck you. And then I go to the note and I'm like, this bullshit in this game pisses me off too. <laughs> you know, like uh, I have a note in here. Well, fuck emails. Why do I get so many emails? I don't want to read through emails. I do enough at work. So like anytime in the corner it pops up, there's an email. I'm just so annoyed because I'm like, I don't want to read email. I read email all week. Don't send me a fucking email to go through about these guys recording a podcast. I don't even know if you guys saw those emails. In there. Oh, I saw. I was like, I just skipped it. I looked at two of them and I was like, fuck, I, I'm out of here. Like, I can't. I don't have time for this shit. Um, so there's that. Um, and it's hard for me. I just don't. I, I think it is driving me to finish the game. So to say I don't care about the story is uh, not entirely true. But it is hard for me to, like Red Hood, I don't really care for yet, even though I've played as him the most because he's got his little guns. But um, I'm finding it hard. And I I think, you know, Rob, you were talking about uh, the older Batman games. You know, they'd had Paul Dini wrote, 
I think the the first two, right, Vector? Yes. He was on those, and it was original. It was like, it felt like I'm getting uh, an original character in this. I'm getting like their own take on the character, uh, and, and it just felt like its own world. Whereas this feels like, like, all right, we got to make something. So let's just put these guys in here. You know, we're we're trying to put something to maybe maybe this is like the stop or the the break between, you know, Batman games. We'll just put this out. Um, so it just feels a little um, maybe generic, I guess. Because, uh, and, and I know all Batman games are going to be that to a certain extent. Like, you're going to repeat the the rogues gallery and all that stuff. But I don't know. There's just seems, there seems like a level of detachment when, I, when I'm switching characters. Or even that's clunky in, in a way, like storytelling-wise for me. Because I don't want to go back to the to the home base every time I need to switch a character. Like, it'd be nice if there was like, like you have like nightly patrols, right? So you, they give you these stats every time you go uh, out or you come back into the home base. Is it called like the briefly or something like that? I think, right? Belfry. Belfry. Yeah. So you have that and you come back and then it gives you like, Hey, you did seven crimes. Three of them were normal. Two were hard, blah, 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 blah. Right. And it gives you like your stats for the night. And I'm like, you know, I don't, I want to build all these characters up and I want to do uh, experience like the various styles, but I just don't want to go back. So I find myself, and maybe this is where the co-op would um, give you that experience uh, or make this experience a little better, I guess, because you could commit to one of the four characters, right? But um, I just feel like I don't, I don't play anything but Red Hood right now, you know, or I played like the last three hours of the game as Red Hood, I played like maybe two or three hours as, as Nightwing, you know? Um, and I don't feel like I'm, I don't feel like I'm connecting with any kind of character. I don't feel like there's any kind of like, aside from just like the main missions, there's no like through line. There's no like rapport with the characters or, you know, I feel like there's like something lacking there that you get with like, like Bruce and Alfred. Right. Uh, there is like, or, you know, Bruce and Oracle, like there's some sort of, I don't know. There's just, you know, more character building there, right? It's not just Alfred being like, all right, go here. Okay, come back. All right, go here. Like there's some kind of like banter. There's some personality built in, whereas here I feel that's like, like it's lacking. See, that's uh, in the emails, Jeff. You're not reading right. the email. You don't want to fucking read. I don't want to fucking read. It, you know? Jeff is like strong bad when it comes yeah. to emails. <laughs> no, I don't want to read it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I think um, my last complaint is you know it's just uh, i don't know i just this game feels like for a game to that for a franchise even though this is not arkham this is still like it's it's sister right franchise kind of for that to be so and maybe people would say it's unfair for that to be so uh innovative or influential on movement and gameplay at the time to then come to this and you just feel like like all right i'm digging through menus like you said i gotta play hours of the game to unlock the thing that i want to do and get around with uh you know uh, it, it just feels weird it feels like oddly limiting uh compared to like just the previous games even arkham knight uh, you can fly over the water. You know what I mean? They have their own little separate islands, but you can like fly right over it. You know what I mean? Like you can do things like that. And here I feel like it's just, it feels like I'm, I, they have all this space, 
but it feels like I'm limited. And then one actual last complaint. I don't know how much you guys have ridden the motor, rode, ridden, uh, rode the motorcycle around. I don't, there's something about the animation. I've never felt like I've been going slower in a video game ever. It feels, just go, I'll pull up a clip uh, and just share it to our Discord thing and just watch it. It's like they fuck up the animation or something on it. And there's all kinds of little bugs. Like, like, like I feel like it's like I, you know what it feels like? I feels like I'm on a green screen sitting on a bike and there's just like movement around me, but it doesn't feel like it's actually going. And, and, and then, right. you know, so there's things that just don't feel right. So like that, and then I had a couple of instances of like, like fight music when I'm playing like that, like, you know, whatever score they have playing in the background uh, got stuck a few times. So I end up going to talk to characters and there's like this just dramatic music, like just banging in the background and like, I can't hear the dialogue. Um, so like that happened to me a couple of times. It just feels like, you know, a, a Warner brothers, Montreal game, um, which my actual last point, in terms of the bugs, my actual, <laughs> I swear to God, my last point. I've just had so much to say about this. In the in Arkham Origins, there was a bug at the end of the game where you could fall through the map, mm-hmm. and they had to fix it. So they patched it out, and you're like, oh, okay, because it happened to me, because I just couldn't finish the game until they updated it, right? So then they put out the DLC. Uh, you know, they patched it, fixed it, and then they're like, "Hey, our big DLC." And Rob, it's it's the Mister Freeze story, uh, the uh, Heart of Ice. Mm-hmm. So like, they were playing that up. It's like a, it's like his origin story. It's his big like Paul Dini, like one of the you know best things he's written. All that stuff. You play the game, and the bug was back. They put the bug back <laughs> in the game with the DLC. What the fuck was that? That's baller right and, there. <laughs> And this game feels like it has that same level of bullshit in a a way of just like weird things happening to me like in the game. Oh, man, I am dying to to know (laughs) Factor's opinion on this game. More than 15 minutes, right? Right, it's all right. Hey, this is we're we're all friends here, Jeff. Uh, (laughs) Factor, what is your experience with this game? There's two big problems with the game. Number one is our expectations of this being an Arkham game. And like Jeff said, this is more like a sister. They even called it Gotham instead of Arkham. And it's our baggage of those games going into it. They set the bar so high with those first two Arkham games. And even the third one, when you come into this one and they made a lot of choices specifically to not be like Arkham. Number one being no Batman Mm -hmm. and all of the choices I think they've made are at their detriment. I think they tried to go into a different direction, but it's just not everything doesn't come together as a cohesive game. The number, the second thing, the second problem with this game is the movement overall if you could just tweak that portion of it i think this would be a actually an enjoyable game now the fighting mechanics are also a little bit lacking because when i play an arkham game the very first thing that i'm thinking of is the counters and the reversals that's 
Arkham to me, any type of Arkham game, they perfected that. And I oh, thought yeah. they would use that in like every game going forward. It was kind of like the Halo matchmaking system when they had that. And I was like, oh, yeah, everybody's going to do this. Nobody used it. Yeah, that's a, that's how I felt about the Arkham reversals. Now, Spider-Man has gotten the closest to that where it was like it's so easy to counter people, mm-hmm. but it still doesn't feel as good as the Arkham games. So the feel of this game, everything is tied up into the movement. And we've all commented on that. The way that people move in this game, and that's both in the air and on the ground. Yeah. It's just clunky. There's just, they feel like tanks almost, and not necessarily like the Resident Evil style controls, but just when you're moving, it's not fun. Whether it's walking on the ground, riding a bike, or grappling, you know, and I haven't gotten to the gliding part yet, but just grappling is not fun. And that's where the Spider-Man fun comes in of the web slinging because you can stick to any surface. You can hit a web no matter what. That's where that comes in. But even in the Arkham series, they had those grapple. He's got the grappling gun, but the combination of having that cape and the grappling gun is what I think really makes that fun. So without that, that's where this game struggles. Everything else falls into place after that, where like mm-hmm. it touches almost every portion of the game. And if they, like I said, if they could just tweak that, I think they have something here. This is the type of game for me. And we've had this discussion before on this podcast, story versus gameplay. What is more important? And I came to the conclusion that they're both important. Uh, but, with this one, the gameplay is not fun to me. The fighting is not fun. The traversing is not fun. And this is a huge map. So it's like, I don't want to go across the city. Whereas right. in Spider-Man or in Arkham, it's like, oh yeah, I want to get to each corner. I want to grapple to each point because like, like we've all said here, it's fun to get from point A to point B. In Gotham Knights, it's not fun to get from point A to point B. It's kind of a slog. It's kind of like a you don't want to do that. It's like, Oh man, I got to go all the way over there. So I think that's the biggest problem for me with this game. The story, I want to know what's going to happen. So I think this, that's, what's motivating me. It's like Jeff, I think is in the same boat. I want to see what happens, yeah. but I think I, I'm not going to finish this game just from the beginning of <laughs> my experience on this one. I think I'm going to have to switch over to watching the story on YouTube. Mm -hmm. That's the, the, I I would have more fun watching this game and I haven't gotten to the court of owls yet or anything, but I was listening to Christian Spicer on the DLC podcast and he was talking about how they even, once you have the owls, they're not even like accurate to the owls mentality because they're just out on the street committing crimes in broad daylight. Oh, and they're not underground. Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. I'm out here. I'm an owl. I got an owl yeah. hat on. Guys. <laughs> yeah. Here I am. And that's who, like, who, I, motherfucker. All right. Yeah, the <laughs> owls don't have their own gang on the streets, like intimidating people. They're like the Illuminati. They're, they're underground. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's funny. So that was, it was funny to hear him say that on that podcast, mm-hmm. but I'm still, I want to know what happens in the story. And actually we talked about Arkham origins. That one 
I watched the YouTube. I just watched it as a movie and I had a good time. I enjoyed it as a movie mm. versus as a game. So I think I'm going to most likely do that for this game just because there's too many games to play. There's too many other yeah. games coming out and there's too many indie games. There's too many AAA games, especially with Ragnarok coming around the corner. That's already like pulling at my mm -hmm. uh, attention cape. It's like, uh, I'm over right. here. And then my attention cape. Okay. A Plague Tale Requiem <laughs> is on Game Pass. So that's free. Oh, that's the other thing. Actually, that's the other big thing about this game. This game is $70. That's yeah. a big detriment to me. And, and I can't really recommend it to somebody at $70. Maybe at $30, it's a lot easier for me to say, yeah, you know, and now if it's on Game Pass, for sure, I would be like, yeah, you, you got nothing mm -hmm. to lose. You can play it just for the story at least, but for $70, it's really hard for me to say it's worth $70. So I think it's a kind of a disappointment, but they were, Montreal already had their work cut out for them because they're coming after the Arkham series. Like I said, Arkham series set the bar so high, but it is also their responsibility to make it a fun game. So right. I can't necessarily, you know, be like, oh, it's they had too much uh, on their shoulders. They had too much on their plate. No, it was their responsibility to make this a good game. So I don't think this is a an I don't think this is a good game. But I want to keep on for the story. So that is my take on it. I want to see what's going to happen in the story. Right. And right. one other thing, real quick, that Vector pointed out, and I want to. Because I don't think most people think of the games. So like the Arkham games, when he talks about the counter system, uh, low-key, in a way, the older Arkham games are almost a rhythm game in as much as you, when you're in that combat and you're building up those combos, there's like all that combo stuff going on. If you just go in there and mash the buttons, you're going to be fine. But if you are, you know, methodical about when you're pressing and like, you know, hopping around and like that's how you build up your combo. And here they add the... Uh, the special ability bar where like uh red hood i've been shooting the guns and that that's been like killing everybody and he can grab like the big brutes pretty early you know so that actually has been helping me like progress pretty quickly but um and it, with the rhythm aspect i feel like the controls also break that for me where like i'm trying to build up combos i'm trying to do that and then i get stuck or i get you know like it just doesn't feel natural they have this whole new system which is fine, but even down to like, it's a different button. You know what I mean? Like my natural instinct is hit that Y button and then like, you know, coast around and try to figure out and then use my, use the tools and use this, the, the stuff I've built to, to add to the combo. And I just can never, I can never get to it. It feels like a, it feels like a Tony Hawk game where you can't reach the target score, you know, because of they, they've changed some fundamental things. It just feels like I can't, uh, like the, the the uh the efforts there the nine hours ten hours that i've put in is there it's just i can't get to like where i'm just naturally playing the game you know um and, and so i think yeah back to the the point about the the counter system is like it's it's a whole other issue that i have with the game and that's the problem like i said with us coming into it with the arkham games in our history it's it's almost not fair to them to compare it to that because it's so much better. If we, let's say if, if 
Arkham didn't exist. I think Rob, did you ask that question? Yeah, if Arkham didn't a, that exist. was the mentality yeah. I I keep trying yeah. to remind myself as I'm playing it. Like don't don't compare it to these games. Just play it. But it's yeah. it's hard because they set the bar so high. Yeah. But if those didn't exist, would I really feel the same way about this game? Yeah. Right. Um, and I wanted to touch on uh, the bugs. I haven't actually. This feels very similar to um, Cyberpunk. I haven't had any issues with my oh, game man. so far. The Lucky. only, <laughs> the closest thing I can say to a bug is the traversal, where I feel like I'm about to land on the ground and then I like I skip ahead and it's like, wait a minute, that yeah, didn't that's feel natural. To me. Didn't I don't know if that's a like... bug or not, or if that's just poor design that's not but a that's a feature that's a i've run in <laughs> i've run into a couple of bugs um i've run into situations twice in cutscenes where a cutscene would start but it would be paused like the the characters would just be standing there like uh alfred is getting ready to talk to nightwing but they're just standing there staring at each other mm-hmm. for like 30 seconds and then they like kick into gear, whatever the conversation was. And I've had bugs where the audio just stops, also where the audio yeah. just com- turns off completely. Yeah, in and the my, game. mine has been audio issues too. And it's like at least once a session or twice a session, I'll have like a weird thing until I go back to the belfry, and then it kind of resets the audio for me. Yeah, yeah. And we're all playing on PC, so we haven't had yeah. the console frame rate issue that people were yeah. having of frame rate's fine yeah <laughs> frame for me pretty, frame rate's been pretty good when i when i drive on the bike through certain parts it'll draw it just gets like uh, a little choppy yeah when i have the v-sync so i don't get screen tearing but i get that like it's almost like you're it's the feeling of you playing the game like where you're not in control for a second like it feels off feels like, like it you're feels just like, moving like back yeah. and forth almost but you're yeah. moving forward it's the best way i can describe it yeah it's it's and, like a audio office kind of issue like, i don't know how to describe it. it's just like that awkwardness and uh, you're definitely going slow on that motorcycle i can tell you that for a fact because <laughs> yeah. you're in gotham city which is like chicago or new york there's only 12 cars on the road <laughs> right now you would if you imagine well i've never visited new york i can imagine that traffic is not moving fast on those roads 30 35 miles an hour tops is what i would imagine and you are just mm-hmm. creeping up on these cars yeah and passing them like you can't you cannot be going fast yeah at all think <laughs> of spider-man right spider-man how fast are you going in that you can right? swing you through are, that city like you're, dude you're flying right and here it feels like if there's a thing across the map, like if, I don't know if you guys marked your missions. Yeah, I did. Like a thousand feet or a thousand meters. And I'm just like, fuck, I got to go all the way across here. Then that's why I went to the fast travel points. I immediately went to the islands and just got a few of those so that I could just travel. But man, it is like, if it's too far, I don't want to mess with it. Whereas in like Arkham and, <laughs> and Spider-Man, I just want to, I wanted to go. I was yeah. like, you know what? I'll fly out there. I'll find something, you know, I'll that's get why I worked credits. so hard, Jeff. Yeah. to get that gliding ability that's <laughs> yeah. why that was my main focus as soon as i figured out i couldn't do it i was like how yeah. do i get this and yeah. then it wasn't even what i wanted jeff right when and, i got it um and that's yeah that right there is what we always talk about i don't, I can't remember if it's what the saying is is it 15 seconds or 30 seconds of fun but just on repeat like a, right. if a video game can get 15 seconds of fun and then you're just repeating it over and over again all right you got me. Yeah. I'm, I'm in. And yeah. then you're hooking me with the story with this one. 
the traversal is part of that 15 seconds of fun. And, and when that's not fun, really it's, it breaks down to two things, fighting and traversing. And if neither one of those are fun, then the rest of the game is, is the story. And you're just watching cutscenes, you're reading emails, which like I said, I can just do that on YouTube. So the actual gameplay is moving around and fighting. And both of those things I think are lacking in this game. So that's why it just kind of brings it down and it's, it feels like a chore for all the gameplay parts. But then once I got into the story, I'm like, Oh yeah, yeah. What's going on? What's going on? Yeah. So, um, so I want to end this conversation with Gotham Knights just by, I just want to go around the room real fast. If you say, if you could say one good thing (laughs) about the game, I'm going to say that there's a set piece fight in a prison uh, in the Harley Quinn mission where they play a punk rock version of Lita Loca. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. Yes. (laughs) I was like, I was like, huh, this is, is this living Lita Loca? (laughs) 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 Like for real? Cause it doesn't sound like it at first, but then you start listening to the lyrics as, as what's, as you're having this big giant brawl in a prison yard. I'm like, yeah. he's living Livina Loca. Yeah. And so that gave me that gave me a little chuckle. So I'm gonna I, I'm gonna leave on a high note with that. And I also want to say that just my final thought on the game, I don't think the game is bad exactly. I probably have the best opinion on the game. I don't think it's a terrible game. I don't think it's fantastic either. It's it's a very mid game for me. I'll probably keep playing it when I'm done playing games I'd rather be playing. I think this will be a game I go back to. But yeah, that's really my thought. And that's my one nice thing to say about the game. Okay. So mine, I'll say uh, when you guys are, and this might be a spoiler if factor hasn't hit this part, but I don't care because uh, Rob just spoiled the live in La Vida Loca. It's all right. It's just uh, one moment. It's not the yeah. story. It's just yeah. one moment. My, mine is also a moment. And it's, I think it's like right before that. Um, and I, I haven't had a chance to look this up. If the dialogue changes, I'm sure it has to. Because I was playing Nightwing in that portion, that same portion of the game, which I do, Rob, I think that might be my yeah. favorite, like overall section as well so far. And uh, Nightwing shows up to Harley's uh, cell and she greets him by calling him Nightbutt. Which, <laughs> if you know yeah. the memes, you know the memes. Uh, and uh, I thought that was funny. I thought, like, at least the dialogue for these <laughs> characters are, are playing into how I want them to play it, particularly Harley. I feel like Harley has a uh, kind of had a renaissance over the last like five years, you know, with Harley Quinn stuff and like a lot of the stuff with her is good. And this game I feel like has actually been like maybe my favorite storyline or the thing I look forward to the most kind of so far uh, of things I've experienced to like hear that dialogue more. Um, so yeah, I'd say that's good. Speaking but, of Harley, before I say my thing, the Suicide Squad game that's coming out, Killed the Justice League, which mm. is being done by Rocksteady, also is a four-player game. You can choose between four players. Captain Boomerang, Deadshot, Harley Quinn, and King Shark. That's going to be the real test of, oh, okay, can the Arkham series get back to where it was? I think and that takes be place that in the Arkhamverse, I believe. I think so. Yeah. So... Uh, yeah, it is. That's right. The fifth, I'm reading it, the fifth main game in the Arkham series. Uh, the first not to feature Batman as the main protagonist. So that's going to be the real test of 
can they, like I said, can they rise? Can they put it where it, can they bring it back up to the levels that it once was? Is going to be that Suicide Squad game and not Gotham Knights. The, uh, the part that I liked the most is the graphics. I like the character models. I like the way everybody looks. Although I don't know why they chose to make Red Hood like a bodybuilder. He looks way he, bigger than in even, the comics. Even when he runs, he run, I can't. Yeah, I, this isn't playing on audio, but he runs like a top heavy douchebag, you know, yeah. like guy. Yeah. <laughs> so that's that's the only thing I don't I just don't know that character choice. But I I like, you know, looking at it on playing it on PC, the graphics I got it on uh, as far as turned up to ultra. The graphics look great to me so that's my my great thing takeaway all right well that's a uh, gotham knights play at your own risk everybody that's that's our rating <laughs> play at your own risk yeah, yeah. Um, enjoyment may vary now moving on to the sandbox after dark portion that we promised like so we're running long that was a long gotham knights conversation but we do have on the show notes here an update to vactor's ghost story from a couple of weeks ago so take it away, Vactor. He's he's the skeptic of the group. Yeah. Well, my wife listened to that after dark episode, and she had a couple changes. She wanted and a couple updates. Did she believe I, my haunting story about my action figures falling over? <laughs> uh, she didn't say. She was very much focused on my uh, what I left out of the story. Okay. So I'm here to insert the rest of the story. Now keep in mind. It's been about five years since that happened. So my memory of it was not the best, but hers is because this things happened to her. So she told me the negative photo that I told you guys about, which was in the gift shop. She took a photo and it turned out negative on her phone. The, the friend that we were with also took a picture on his phone and it came out fine. But then when my wife took the pictures, of other things around the gift shop it was it would come out kind of weird but there was a chandelier that was coming out negative so that was something that i had forgotten and then also our friend that went with us spooky spooky i must say (laughs) spooky yeah very spooky Mm -hmm. our friend that went with us that if you if you recall he was sitting outside all right bring it on give it to me (laughs) uh he was shocked uh, that that my wife's photo came out negative, and he kept uh, or it kept coming that way over and over again. My wife took five photos, and it kept coming out negative every single time. The other bit that I was uh, forgetting was we talked about the children in the hallway mm-hmm. where we, they were. My wife was hearing children. Uh, it was laughing in the hallway. My wife said she never opened the door. She just assumed there was kids playing in the hallway. And then the tour guide said that that floor that we were on used to be a daycare for children back in the day. And other people would hear kids laughing and running through the hallways, not realizing that it was ghosts instead of actual kids in the hallway. So that was my update for the ghost story. Um, I wanted to make sure that I had it right because it's been a while and I forgot. Mm. <laughs> All right. Well, there you go. <laughs> okay. Moving on. Black Adam, the, the hierarchy of power in the DC universe has officially changed this week with uh, the rock, Dwayne, the rocks, Johnson's 
Let me opus. change my shirt. Hold up. His magnum opus. Wayne the Rocks Johnson? Is yeah, you heard what I said. <laughs> Wayne the Rocks Johnson. Yeah, Dwayne the Rocks Johnson. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Come on, Jeff. Don't, let me, don't make me explain these jokes to you. Uh, so this movie came out. It's his opus, 15 years in the making, as he is letting everybody know. Uh, Vactor and Jeff W have both seen this movie. I have not because full transparency, I'm not terribly interested in this movie. So we thought it would be fun if uh, Vactor would uh, try to convince me to see this movie and Jeff would try to convince me not to see this movie. So spoilers for Black Adam, everybody, just so you know, if you haven't seen it and you're dying not to be spoiled, uh, stay away. Uh, Tell me anything and everything you want about this movie, boys. Let's hear it. I'm dying to hear your thoughts. And so are they, our loyal 10 listeners. They're dying to hear it. Okay. So this movie is shit. <laughs> uh, or, you know, if I had to give it a rating, it's not It's not the worst DC movie. Like, that's where, like, Green Lantern lives, right? But it's definitely not uh, good. And I would say the best part of the movie is the mid-credits scene, uh, which is kind of tells you all you need to know about a, a superhero movie. If the if the hype scene for the next thing is the best thing about the movie, then you're kind of uh, you know. And I get that comes with like you know that is built to be the moment you know like those those end credits are built to be talked about, but. Um, if there's not something like I can't think of anything in the movie that happens that's on par with that. And uh, I feel like that is a problem uh, with it. Uh, Factor, I think we agreed that that was maybe the best moment in the entire movie, right? I think so as a moment specifically. Yes. But the things that I liked about the movie the way that they did the action, the way that they showed his powers, Black Adam's powers, I thought were very well done. They use this kind of speed ramping thing, and then they use that Quicksilver effect from Days of Future Pass, or uh, you see him moving at regular speed, and everyone's moving like super slow because he's so fast. That's kind of what they did with Black Adam. And they actually took a lot of influence from the marvel movies a lot of things were very similar to marvel in that okay i see that was from x-men that is from uh spider-man i you know i, I could see the slow-mo the slow-mo i feel like is a rip right out of the uh quicksilver stuff like they didn't mm -hmm. do like big segments like that but it is that same quicksilver scenes mm -hmm. you know uh yeah type of thing right um the Dr. Strange-esque Dr. Fate, like the way that they portrayed Dr. Fate, it's very much Dr. Strange. Mm -hmm. So I could see a lot of influence from the Marvel movies, but that's just because of how big the Marvel films are. But I think the action sequences were my favorite part. And it's very interesting when you think about the rock's career, the way that he kind of started out where it was right off the heels of his wrestling career. And people, you know, kind of skeptical. Oh, can a wrestler be an actor? But he was picking roles I thought that were very interesting. He was in that 
Tooth Fairy movie. He I was, was literally about to say the tooth, like the interesting, like the Tooth Fairy. <laughs> yeah, he was in that movie, <laughs> The oh, Gridiron man. Gang, when he was a football coach, and then he's the Scorpion King baby. Scorpion yeah. King was his first. That was like yeah. his first role, but that was a walking tall. Like he played a lot of real characters, a lot of real people, and mm-hmm. then that movie, Be Cool, which was a straight up comedy, and that was what? I think. Be cool was oh wow! It's uh, a it sequel was a sequel to Get Shorty. To Get Shorty, you, oh. Jeff, you got to work in a movie rental uh, store. Oh, one of these days you have to do that. Um, but mm. he was really good in that, and that was I think where they said, "Oh wait, he can do comedy. This guy can really hold his own." And then I think ever since the Fast Five film, which I really liked, but ever since that movie, now he's kind of playing everything safe and everything is all right. I have to appeal to all four quadrants. I have to appeal to every person in America. So everything is just like right down the middle. And that's where you have like the San Andreas and Jumanji. Uh, Jumanji, I thought was actually him taking a little bit of a chance where he's like, Oh, this is not like the normal but those other ones, it's like, all right, he's mm-hmm. the same guy in every movie. Baywatch. Um, Jungle, yeah, Baywatch, Jungle Cruise. Yeah. Um, all those type of movies, he's playing the same guy Super over Pets. and over again. Well, Super Pets actually was pretty funny. Uh, him playing, he it was all about him playing off of Kevin Hart. So, yeah. And he's done that in a couple of movies. But I think it's his career is just kind of interesting to look at. And him as a movie star is what I thought was interesting to reflect on after seeing Black Adam. But what's but your opinion of it though? The movie I thought is good. It's better than Jeff says. It's what about his what about his rea- his acting, I mean? Like what do you think of? Like I know you it's interesting to see what he keeps doing, but do you think he's like good in any of those? In any of the movies that Yeah. he's playing it safe? Um either one, just like generally, you know, I'd say like generally like, I think five, he's, let's say yeah, generally, I think he's a good actor, but you have to use him right. Like, he can't play right. anything. So as long as you use him right, I think The Rock is fine. So in Black Adam, what they do is they they wrote the character around him and kind of around his personality versus around the character. Like, he didn't conform to the character. The character conforms to him. And okay. it's kind of... I guess it's kind of interesting what they do because they want to make him this anti-hero, but then at the same time, it's like, well, wait a minute. He's kind of doing some villainous things here. He's like murdering people straight up. And there's a point in the movie where Hawk Hawk guy is <laughs> going Hawk against dude. him. And he's like, Hey, that's not what a hero does. Like a hero doesn't do this. And then his whole catchphrase or his whole thing throughout the movie is I'm not a hero. That's not me. I don't do that. So yeah. it's, I thought that was kind of sending mixed signals to the audience. Cause it's like, are you supposed to be rooting for him? Are you supposed to be rooting for the heroes? Um, so right. I thought that was kind of just kind of weird. Um, so the script itself, like the story probably could have used another pass probably could have used another uh another so a little bit longer to cook even though this movie he was cast in 2007 so that's how long this movie has been baking 
And it's so funny to look back at that first picture in 2007. There's a article from slash film that like broke the news and the rock retweeted. And he's like, Hey, look at this. He looks like a completely different person. He had hair. He was skinnier. And (laughs) it's just funny. Like that's how long it took him to get to this movie. But I think it feels overcooked if you're talking about if it's baking, right? For me. Yeah, Yeah. I think it's better than Jeff says, but it's not the best. But then again, when you're looking at DC movies, this is probably, I would put this in the Uh, uh, upper DC movies uh, out of the ones we've gotten. So say like Pattinson, say Pattinson and like the Nolan Batmans are like S tier, right? Like top, top, tippy top. Well, this is like, this is definitely like C, right? I think you're wrong, including Nolan, because that would be like, all right, well, we got to include Michael Keaton, Batman. We got to include Christopher Reeve, Superman. Like, Keaton's if you're like talking an about, well, no, but I'm saying <laughs> Justice League, like right, Zack Snyder right. from that point yeah. on. But I think the DCEU, all... that's what yeah, he's thinking about. Right. Anything yeah. that's within the continuity of the, yeah, oh, the but, greater DCEU, right. not Joker. Yeah. Right. Not yeah. Batman. Yeah. Robert so Pattinson's. The if Batman. you're just looking at the DCEU, I think this is in the upper okay. DCEUs. Like if you think about Zack Snyder's Justice League and um, Wonder, Wonder Woman, Woman 2, yeah. Aquaman, yeah. maybe. Aquaman. So, and Shazam. I think this is in the upper regions. Suicide Squad is still my favorite. The James Gunn Suicide Squad. Right. That'd be an S. Right. That's S-tier. my favorite out of yeah. these new movies. I, I feel. I feel like there's a distance between those, right? Like when you say it's like upper tier, but I still feel there's like, you know, guns, suicide squad and the stuff gun is done. And like peacemaker, let's, let's say we would all be in this category. That stuff is like, there's a, there's a, it's kind of like the NBA, right? Like you have your two best players usually. And then there's like a distant third, right? Like I would put, I would agree with that. I would put the gun stuff in with Marvel movies. Like I would put that, 100%. 100%. As all right, I'm having fun. This is a great movie. Um, now, Black Adam, I think also my experience was a little bit different because I saw the movie twice. I saw it once with Jeff and once with my wife. And so when I saw it with my wife, she was she was giving it standing ovations. She was putting <laughs> symbols up in the air that appear in the movie. She was laughing. She was like making fun of people in the theater. There was a good, <laughs> what? Uh, <laughs> that was a good she's, time. She's bullying people. <laughs> it was, was a good time being had in the theater. It was a that party also, more than a movie, right? It it, like. That also increased my enjoyment of the film uh, was having her next to me. Um, so I think that, as well as the enjoyment I got from Black Adam, uh, put those two together, and I think it was a a good film, not a great film. I think. If you want to have this was like a a popcorn movie from 1997, right? Like something that you're it's not like the the Batman. That would be one where I'm like, all right, I got to think about this a little bit harder. I got to think about the the things that are said in the movie, the the uh, the notions and the storyline. I have to think about it in the Batman in Black Adam. I'm just having fun. I'm just like, all right, go kill that guy. Punch his head off. All right. Rip his arm off. Yeah, that's fun. This is like Mortal Kombat, right? Those are the things that I enjoyed in the movie. They did tone his uh, humor down a lot. Like if you're talking about The Rock, 
if you're thinking about him as a personality right. you know, see, this was you said they wrote the character around him i think mm -hmm. if you tell that to rob who hasn't seen it if you say hey they wrote a character around Dwayne the rock johnson's personality or persona i think you would probably think fun funny or comedic right right i would assume mm -hmm. like even even in the more uh like factor you're saying like <laughs> down seen kevin hart he's a little bitch <laughs> yeah <laughs> he's so little he's a bitch yeah <laughs> that's, my it, Dwayne. that's my rock impression yeah it, it so it's not that personality mm -hmm. i think vector made the point that it was you know it's something different but like i think when you say that i think people would assume like it's funny and it's it's like not <laughs> uh I mean, there's there's moments in the movie that are funny, but like I think yeah. like his his character specifically, well, there's not a lot of smiling or like uh -huh. kidding happening, right? Yeah, it's very toned down as far as his personality. It's not his tone downing, uh, toning down his charisma. His yes. performance is kind of like monotone, almost like um, he's oh, got okay, one. So let's let's talk about that note. now. Then when we talk, I was going to bring up the script thing again. Let's talk about the Rock's delivery the entire movie. Okay, so. Uh, I don't think I, me and me and Vector were into wrestling, you know, so we know the charisma that, you know, oh, I know all about wrestling. <laughs> Dwayne, you ever heard the, of Rock, the clown, <laughs> Dwayne, the rocks, Johnson, uh, <laughs> you know, he was, uh, <laughs> he, he, you know, very, he has some factor. I think when we think about wrestling, we think of some of the moments <laughs> that he had, you know, like, are you wet? with perspiration? <laughs> he says to a woman at one point, um, you know, there's, a lot of moments like that where he's on like kind of the like edgy comedy like in that era and like you know it was was like one of the like standouts right like he was obviously huge in that um in that arena but um on here every i think my maybe like one of my bigger problems all the dialogue feels like no one is talking to each other i, I felt like and, and i've been maybe to watch it again in fact i said this after the movie where i felt like like there was almost like people were just saying lines like there almost was like no reaction right it felt like mm -hmm. to some of this and i think it's it's his role they play in here like you know there are funny things like with hawkman and the in the kid where he's like you and me you and me and then that never pays off there's never like a fun conversation that those two characters have like that's mm -hmm. like just a joke they repeat a couple times and then like there's never like they don't build that relationship really right in the movie it's just like he's that that kid's like almost not even in it who what's the guy's name what's his character's name he Adam uh, Adam, yeah the one that we called you at the beginning yeah so he's like not even really relevant in the movie almost you could like here's he has some moments but like doesn't really talk much doesn't really do anything has that joke never builds that relationship off of that joke um and so i felt like with you know the rocks delivery and, and like you know i feel like so there's a flashback rob right where they flash back to like how he was um how Black Adam was essentially created or whatever, right? And so they're in this like old, um, just to give it like a context, it looks like Egyptian slave-ish type stuff happening here. Yeah, it's and, um, nondescript Middle East country. Yeah, yeah. And they're, you know, in their robes and they're like slaving away in the rocks and, you know, doing all that stuff. And him and his son are there. And, and, and you know, there is like a, a twist with that a little bit. But I feel like the dialogue they have there is pretty like, uh, like just straightforward English where yeah. I feel like when rock comes back as black Adam, he's like, I'm very serious. No, I will not save them. I will kill them. 
you know like it is very like and maybe the choice there and they don't ever say this is like oh yeah he just like came oh you know out of sleep for however many years and he just doesn't talk that well yet and it just seems like you know we're we're use certain words he just seems slow a mm -hmm. little bit he seems like detached from the lines that was more because he's black adam versus in the flashback he's teth adam like he's the the actual guy Mm. once he gets the powers it's almost like oh clark kent versus superman almost not like a disguise but he's almost like a different person i think that's what that maybe that's what they were writing for and that that might have been what their intention was but it was very subdued and very like i'm angry i'm upset and that has to do with the twist but yeah i think Um, i say one other thing though real quick uh things i don't like this and you know with james gunn supposedly taking over dc is the greatest news of all time i'm i'm hoping or at least better than whatever they're what, doing what now what is the doubt he is he's he's been named um, co ceo like co i just chair uh, of the studio i hope it's not too much cuz i like his projects so i don't i hope it's not like him managing too much mm-hmm. It's the only thing that too much me. on his plate, right? Yeah, I just don't want. I hope, but but I believe in him. I believe all the care, all the stuff he brings to like movies and all that. I I think he can do it. I like. I am very hopeful, but I'm just like, I want to see what comes from it, right? Um, yeah. And I feel like he'll well, make you said supposedly like he didn't. He did. T- he is taking over. Oh right. Well, what right, is yeah. he gonna be? Rumor right, has yeah. it. Yeah. It's <laughs> no one that what. Uh, I haven't seen him like get the DC tattoo and like come out on stage. You know what I mean? Maybe that's maybe that's what I'm waiting for. Um, but. Uh, yeah, I, I guess maybe I'm saying I'm just I want to see what comes out of it uh, is more what I mean. Well, we're but, getting um, Peacemaker season two. So right. I'm sure so that's going to be good. What I hope he does. And, and I don't like the Zack Snyder look. Rob, you probably know mm-hmm. what I'm talking about. Like, yeah, I, if I say like, oh, there's a lot of CG. Yeah, you can make the argument. Like, like I, I'm not saying what I want to say when I say that. But it's like the green screen, the, the way they do, I don't know. It's yet. Like you said, the cinematography, it's the way it looks. I just don't like, yeah. And I wish they would figure the difference between the Ant-Man, uh, quantum mania trailer. Yeah. Scott walking around versus what you see in the trailers or the movie for black Adam. Like they're two very different sort of looks. Yes. Marvel has the way their movies look and DC has the way their movies look. Yeah. And right. I, I I get it like you can't like I'm not saying copy Marvel. I'm just saying let's do something a little different. Um you know, I feel like Zack Snyder's style is okay for like one-offs in a way, right? Like I want you to like oh hey, we did this Flash movie that looks different or we did this thing that looks like the, you know, I mean like, I I get it. I think I'm just burnt out on that and I have negative memories like we were talking about the ranking of these dc movies i mean if you look overall like if you were to rate them against other things you know if you were to put other movies into those uh rankings outside of dc like their movies drop down the list pretty far in terms of like my overall enjoyment mm-hmm. so i just want them to like i hope they change it up enough i hope he has like the call and makes that call uh to give me a different look i I get the same look here with, with black adam it just looks like those dc movies and i just it's just not something i prefer you know and that's just me choice i'm not saying like i'm sure you can go like statistically like whatever you know 
I just personally don't like it. And uh, I hope they, I hope they change it up a little bit. Um, and I, you know, that that's, and I just, in the action, it was like nonstop, you know, it, like there is no die down in this movie. You don't get any like, all right, let's slow down and like establish some dialogue here. It is just moment after moment after moment. Like you just keep going and there's no, there's no break for dialogue and like sitting down there. There's a couple moments here and there, but uh, there's not a lot going on. And I feel like the, uh, the villain for this, I don't even know who that was. Uh, who, a, what the hell happened? Yeah, he's, a, he's a Shazam villain. Sabak yeah. is his name. Yeah. And for me, uh, not knowing that character, back to your comic knowledge is going to like assist you in that. For me, I'm like, this guy was fucking boring. Um, because obviously like it felt like secondary, like the main villain almost felt like secondary to the conflict between Hawk, Hawk dude and the other guys, you yeah. know, uh, it felt like they just tried to, they tried to put too much into this movie because at yeah. one point we thought there was an ending and Jeff was like, no way does it end right there. Cause it was kind of like a cliffhanger, yeah. but then mm -hmm. it's like, Nope, we still got the villain of the movie. Like yeah. there's a whole nother act in this yeah. movie. Left. The, the third act introduces the, the biggest villain and ends him <laughs> in the entire like final act of the movie. Yeah. Uh, so I felt very compressed. Yeah. And now he is present in the rest of the movie, but mm -hmm. it, he's not there. He is like sort of like sprinkled in in a couple spots and then you really get him in the last third. It just feels like you don't even really know the character, you know? Right. Well, that was kind of it was a, a different setup for this movie instead of just the normal. OK, the hero's origin story, the villain's origin story, and now they got to fight and then the hero wins this one. It's like, all right, the rock is an anti-hero so then they call in the heroes to fight the anti-hero and then they team up to fight the villain so that was kind of a different format that we hadn't yeah. seen before but it just felt kind of weird felt like a mashup felt like there was a lot of things smooshed together in this movie but i think it was to appeal and i think you saw that with the box office there was uh like number one at the box office it was just to appeal to everybody, like appeal to the the masses. There wasn't necessarily like a focus for this movie. It was like, all right, let's be a fun popcorn movie for everybody. And that was the uh, that, that Rolling Stones song that was in there. And just like, all right, yeah, this is going to be fun. This is going to be hard hitting. And there's going to be, again, with the Marvel influence, there's going to be action and there's going to be comedy. It's going to be fun. It's going to be the best yeah. of both worlds. But yeah. I think uh, I was yeah, saying, should, we just, spoil the, should we spoil the final the, the cutscene for Rock? Everybody, everybody, knows, knows. everybody knows. The Rock yeah. is spoiling it, Jeff. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm saying like you Henry know, Cavill's like, spoiling it. They they do an interesting thing in there where like Waller, like, you know, she has like a drone and she pulls up to Black Adam and she's like, Hey, you know, Rob, have you you're, seen you're that? Staying. Have yeah, you I've seen, seen the clip? clip. Okay, yeah, so you've seen it. It, yeah. it leaked online. Like a week before yeah. the movie even came out. Oh, really? That whole thing was, was uh -huh. out there. So oh, okay. I've seen it. Okay, gotcha. Okay, so then we don't have to like rehash it. But I was like, yeah. that was kind of like cool. I liked like the dialogue there. It's like, I'm going to get somebody not of this planet, you know, and then Superman yeah. comes down. Like, well, it, also, it was pretty good. That Amanda Waller is kind of like the Nick Fury of this DCEU. Yes. She's the one who's setting up the teams. Like, she seems like she set up the JSA, she set yeah. up the Suicide Squad. 
and she's, she's got uh, tabs on everybody. Yeah, she's gonna set up the Legion of Doom when that happens. You <laughs> well, know, that get would be ready. funny. She'd be, you know, if she's setting up both sides, she'd be it's the coming. Emperor in Star Wars. It's coming. But yeah, oh. I think overall, Rob, Rob, it is a fun action movie, but mm-hmm. you don't necessarily have to run out to the theater to watch it. Yeah, Rob, it's yeah, you don't need to watch it. It's it's fine. Watch it, Rob. If you like it, well, watch it. Watch um, Lucas Johnson. I will, I will not be watching it because you guys spoiled the movie. <laughs> That's my joke. Uh, I might get to it one day. We'll see. So check back in on a future episode of the Sandbox Gamers to find out did I in fact watch this movie? All right. One last question, boys. We don't. I just need a simple answer. <laughs> <laughs> this was a get to know you topic suggested from Shaf of the uh, Technological Podcast. Get to funny, know you. Get to funny know how you. his answer isn't here. <laughs> I don't see his answer listed in these notes. Okay, so this was a very uh, he, did, uh, he did tell me his answer. Okay, you're so gonna have I to can, tell. You're gonna have to yeah. recite Shaf's answer on this. Um, so my my apologies for the vulgarity of this. But this Blaine is After Shaw. Dark, after all. <laughs> this is Sandbox Gamers After Dark. Oh, uh, we'll start with Jeff. Jeff, just simply, would you rather eat a cake while sitting on a dick? <laughs> or eat a dick while sitting on a cake? I, so so I'll, give you, I'll give you a quick... I have to say one thing. The cake in this is almost irrelevant. <laughs> Shaw is just asking me where I would rather have a dick. In my mouth or, you know... And I don't want it in my mouth, so I guess I'm sitting on it and eating a cake. Okay, Jeff says sitting on a sitting on it and eating a cake. Very telling. Factor, uh, <laughs> what is your answer? Well, my answer is both the same as Jeff's and the same as Shoff's. But Shoff and I both agree the cake <laughs> is the most important part of this question because. The whole point is, where are you getting pleasure? So if you're sitting on a cake, you know, I, I actually, you might get pleasure out of that. I don't know. But if you're eating the cake, then I'm enjoying myself. I'm having a good time. <laughs> I'm enjoying so myself. Yeah. Important. If you'd say, oh, yeah, the cake's irrelevant. No, the cake is important to this question because that's what makes it that kind of lesser of two evils, right? Like when you mm-hmm. have these type of questions where it's like, all right, which one is worse? Well, if you take the cake out, then it's like, yeah, it's just you're talking about where do you want it in your mouth or in your butt. But if you add the element <laughs> of the cake, you're like having Shoff. some. That's what Shoff wants to know. He doesn't care about the cake. <laughs> he doesn't you're care about the cake. Some enjoyment. But Shoff, what type of cake? Because maybe the type of cake will change my answer. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, I'm going to have to go with uh, sitting on a cake and eating a dick shaped cake. Oh, wow. that's my answer. Thanks for joining us for the Sandbox Gamers podcast. After dark, everybody. Hope you enjoy this new mis- mishmash. Uh, this is the type of content you can expect <laughs> weekly, uh, except for next week, because we are going to be taking a small hiatus next week. I'm involved in a uh, in some theater, and I will be uh, preoccupied next week. So we'll be taking a break. And then coming back the following week, 
every week just like normal, and that might even be the God of War week. Ooh. Am I right on that? Yes. I think. Uh, yeah, maybe. so our, we're going to yes, take it is. A, it is. A, a quick break next week, and then we'll come back the following week with our thoughts of God of War Ragnarok on the PS5, so you're not going to want to miss that. Plus, whatever uh, wacky get to know you topic shop comes up with <laughs> for that episode uh, in the meantime while we're gone you should check out the sandbox gamers podcast network of friends that'll help keep you you occupied you want to check out the comic book kaiju podcast it's your it's your source everybody sorry i'm still reeling from that cake <laughs> it's your source the comic book kaiju podcast is your source for everything and anything comic book related. I, you're going to get a even fuller, more in-depth discussion of Black Adam on that podcast. And you're also going to want to check out Treknological, a Star Trek shakedown hosted by Vactor and the aforementioned uh, dick cake-loving Shaw. Uh, maybe loving isn't the right word, but he certainly thinks about it a lot. Check out Treknological where they're talking about Star Trek every week. And they're currently following Star Trek Lower Decks. If you want to find us on Instagram, Facebook, or excuse me, not Facebook, but Twitter and all the other places, simply look in the show notes. You can click the link tree. You'll get all the links. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, review, do all the things. And last but certainly not least, GG, everybody. GG.